Carmilla, have you ever been to Austria? I have. When you were in Austria, did you drink any wine? I think so. Okay, well, do you remember what wine you drank? Mm, absolutely not. Well, I'm going to bet that if you drank wine in Austria, there is a very good chance you drank the wine we're having today called Grüner Feldliner. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to learn more? I can't wait. Let's do it. Hello, and welcome to the Wine Pair Podcast. I'm Joe, you sommelier of reasonably priced wine, and this is my wife and my wine-pairing partner in crime, Carmilla. Hi there. And we are the Wine Pair. Okay, a quick orientation for those of you who may be new to the podcast. In each episode, we learn about, taste, and review three wines that are reasonably priced, meaning under $20, and should be easy for you to find. And our goal is to have some fun, to learn about some new wines, and to talk about wines in a way that regular people like us Mm -hmm. can understand. Mm. And we are proud to say we are officially recommended by the editors of Decanter Magazine, who call us fun, irreverent, chatty, and entertaining. And and Mm. one quick side note, that Mm -hmm. today is an extra special day, because today is Joe's birthday! Da-da-da! Happy birthday to you. No, no, that's it. I don't like like birthdays. I know you don't. Why do you not like birthdays? Because like I keep saying, my birthday is just an indication that I'm one year closer to death. Hey, but what did your daughter say when you (laughs) said said, that? That's true for everybody. Yeah. She said it doesn't matter if you're one or if you're So not to depress you all, but you're all one day closer to death. Wow, wow. So here we go. Come on. Change that attitude, babe. (laughs) Change that frown. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And now uh, back to the show. Okay. Okay. Carmela, we are back uh, again to our much beloved WTF episode ah. series known as the What the Fuck series, mm. in case you were wondering what WTF stood for. Wow. And this week, as we said in the intro, we are learning about and tasting a delicious and underrated wine from Austria called Grüner Feldliner. I'm so glad you were. I thought you were like putting me on the spot. No, call, no, I like want you, you to say it. No, you got to say I want you to say it. Now, right now, here's a little hint. When you, when you say it, you just remember there's a little umlaut. Over the oh U that makes that, that kind of U sound. And then the V sounds kind of like an F. So you say it. Gune Fedlina. Okay. Gune Fedlina. Awesome. Do you have to like make your voice lower too? I, I feel think, like I just I like went do. an octave lower. I think for you that. do. Gune Fedlina. Grune. Grune. Oh, Grune. Grune. Yeah. Okay, we have had okay. now we have had Grüner Feldliner in the past. Wait, is, are we going to make people mad by doing that? By pronouncing it correctly yeah. with the correct We're trying accent. Trying our hardest. Well, I you guess. know what? We're I figure. Our hardest. If, I figure if you're a German speaker or you're from Austria, you will appreciate that we are trying to pronounce it correctly. Right, right. And we're only just barely making fun um, of it, but because it's no, it's not, not making fun. It's so fun to say. It's a great and just wait word until I say. just wait until I I totally just ruin all the other pronunciations oh, that I'm not going to be able to get That's on right. you. That's okay. on you, hun. Okay, but back to Grunefeldliner. We've had it in the past, and we have liked it, but I will say it has not quite yet become a staple for us. So mm. today we're going to try three different Grunefeldliners from Austria, all from Austria, and we're going to see if we can change that. How about that? Okay. And as an extra bonus, all the wines we're drinking today are not only under $20, they are all screw caps. Oh my yes. God. We screw have one cap, already. Cap, we have one, cap, and Gruda Fettliner has yeah. one too. Exactly. Woo. And that makes us happy. And that's not a joke. It may sound like a joke, but it's really not wow. a joke. And even though I consider myself a bit of a wine snob, I am not a snob at all You're when it comes to screw caps. You're not afraid 
to screw no. it. I mean, <laughs> screw right. the right. off the top. Yeah, and wow. along with Gruner Feldliner being underrated, I think screw caps are underrated. But that's that's for another episode. Right. Uh, we'll we'll get to that later. Okay, so back to uh, not knowing too much about Gruner Feldliner. I think one of the reasons that it has not quite made it into our close circle of wines is because while it's not super duper hard to find, and it's definitely not a wine that's very expensive. It is not a super common wine. I just wouldn't okay. call it a super common wine. Hmm. And it's not a wine that immediately comes to mind, at well, least for those of us in the U.S. when we think wine. We don't who, say, I'll have a Grüner Feldliner. Well, right. Who can, like, can't even roll off your tongue no, that I, easily. I, exactly. I wrote that down. It does not slip off the tongue. No, right. And it's all grown almost exclusively in Austria, and, and it's not made in a lot of local regions. Do we need to give it a nickname? Gruny. The G. The Gruny. The Gruny. Okay. So uh, because there are not a lot of Gruner Feltliner wine producers in the United States or other like regions of the world that are local outside of Austria, we're just, we're not exposed to it very much. And because of that, I just think we're not as familiar with it and maybe not as comfortable with it. We mm-hmm. don't see it a lot in wine lists at restaurants and we don't, you know, wine by the glass. They, a lot of restaurants don't have like, hey, you want a Gruner Feltliner by oh the glass? Oh my God, they might right? start after this. Who knows? Yeah. Is there an Austria section at a wine shop. Gosh, it's like you read my show notes, but you didn't. I no, I was just going to say that. It's pretty rare, I think, to find an Austria wine mm. section in a wine shop or a Gruner Felt. Like you can find a Chardonnay wine section or a this right, or that. But, but not I that don't variety. think you're going to find a Gruner Feltliner mm. section in your in most of your uh, local wine shops. Unless you're in Austria. That's right. But this is something I continue to bang the drum on, and that is our taste in wine as a culture, like just culturally in the United States and in other areas of the world, the wine we select to drink when we go to stores or restaurants is so influenced mm-hmm. by our regional and national wine markets. Yeah, for so sure. it's it's not that we're offered the best wines and not that we're offered the worst wines. It's just that we're offered the wines that are often made either locally or are like very abundant and you know there's lots right. of it around and it's heavily influenced by French mm-hmm. and French varietals mm-hmm. and that's just the way it is. Makes sense. But because of that, that's why we really love doing this podcast and why we love our what the f or what the fuck series because be- other than the fact that I get to say the f I was word, say, which, my which God, I do love. My God. It's a chance for us to learn about and try and expose all of you in listening land to new wines. Right. And that's why we love it. You know, this is a wine you may not have heard of, or it may be a wine you've heard of, but you're just not sure if you should try it. Mm. And so... We want and, to and, help. And you know what? Don't be afraid of the name. Even if you can't pronounce to point, just point. Say, I, that's what I'd like. I'll have the Grunner Felt I'll have Veltliner. This one, this is what, <laughs> like Grunner I mean, Veltliner. No, you don't have to. But sometimes oh. I think that's part of it. A little no. intimidated. No, I, I think that's true. Hmm. I think that's true. So, again, Austria, not a huge wine producer. It's like number mm. 18 in the world. Cold. Uh, and I, a chat GPT told me that, so I hope it's correct. So, again, we're also just not flooded with Austrian wines. And, you know, we're not going on trips to Austria. Maybe you did, you know, went to on a trip to Austria to taste wine. But I don't, you know, most people are like, I'm going to France. I'm going right. to Italy to do or Spain to do a wine tour. Nobody says, I'm going to Austria. Well, no, not us. I mean, I. I'm sure there are people who do that. Oh, even, for sure. Even though there are great wines in Austria. This is supposed to be the greatest of all the wines in Austria. So Amazing. We Look are going to do it, and we're here to change your mind. Wow. Change your mind. Well, hopefully the wine will. Hopefully, hopefully the, the wine will change your will mind. change your mind. That's right. And if you drink enough of it, it probably it will. will change your you mind. You know, yeah. your judgment goes all kooky-looky and... Yeah. 
Sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> Kooky Lukey, by the way. So, Carmela, I think we need to get started talking about and tasting and reviewing these wines. What do you say? I am ready. Well, first... I, I, I. You've got to do, do your shameless plug. That's right. So first, we want you to know how much we appreciate you listening to us. And we would love it if you would support our podcast by subscribing. And we want to give a huge shout out to, and thanks to all of you who have subscribed. And we really appreciate you. And another great way to support us for free, along with subscribing, which is free, is to leave a nice rating and review on our website or on Apple Podcasts or another podcast service so we can continue to grow listeners. And maybe wish joe happy birthday that's, tonight that's right that would be well it's not by the time they listen to it that's okay it won't be my birthday anymore oh man and i'll just be one more day closer you'll just to get, death you'll just be like annoyed you'll be like oh my god thanks stop a lot saying happy thanks birthday. for the late birthday yeah no okay well you can also reach out to us on instagram at the wine pair podcast or on counter social and on the fountain app and you can contact us on our website the wine and and we really do love hearing from you mm-hmm. we do and as we do every week We'll tell you someone we think you should tell about the Wine Pair Podcast, which is also a free way to support us just by telling people. And we really do hope you are telling others about us. And this week, what, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, I had an idea. It's sort of silly, though. Do it. Well, like an English teacher. because, Or like somebody who's teaching pronunciation. How about a German teacher? A German teacher. Yeah, that makes more sense, How about, actually. But, yeah. But then again, I thought to myself, oh, German I guess they can teach adults who are of drinking age, but sometimes they're teaching high schoolers, so that's probably not a good idea. Well, you could also, if you have a child who is a German student, you know, taking German, you could say, ask your teacher if they've had Gruner Feldliner. Oh, my God. I don't know. That's kind of crossing lines. Well... You know what? You got to connect. You got to find ways to but connect. But somebody with who's teachers. into pronunciation who you just kind of want to stump. Yeah. That might be kind of a good one, too. Like, like hey, it. this guy thinks that they know, like you, for instance. Who thinks they're a super smarty pants. Yeah. And who's like, I know how to pronounce everything. <laughs> that would be a good one to stump somebody. Stump them. And then say, hey, Stumped. let's raise a glass to Gruner Fabliner. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. And also, anybody that you know who's from Austria. How about that? Okay. How about that? Okay. okay. Carmela, let's learn a little bit about this wine with the great name called Grüne Feldliner. Okay. And um, most of Austria's wine production, you'll like this, is white wine. Right up your alley. Yes. And Grüne Feldliner is the most widely planted wine grape in the country. In mm. fact, a third of all vineyards in Austria grow Grüne Feldliner. Wow. How about that? My goodness. Now, the, the other thing about, not only is it a white wine, which is right up your alley, but mm. Gruner Feltliner is that the style tends to be pretty dry and pretty acidic. It's just mm, like we like it. Yeah. It's often compared to like a Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Gris or a Riesling. Perfect. Yeah. And a lot of times uh, the, the description of the difference between a Gruner Feltliner and those other wines is that it's sometimes described as having spicy or peppery notes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's kind of fun. Because yeah, a lot of times like a Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio, they're nice and light, but they don't have a lot going on. No. Usually pretty, yeah, a little thinner, a little like easy to take down. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. So these ones might be a little more complex. Maybe a little bit, or just have a little bit of a taste profile that's a little bit like, ooh, I like the the spiciness. Mm. Okay, so, and then most of the Austrian wine-growing region is in in the eastern part of the country, which is where the famous city of Vienna Ah. is. And you did not go to Vienna, right? Where Where did you go? I went to... Uh, Innsbruck. Innsbruck. Mm-hmm. You didn't go to Vienna. I didn't. We just went to Innsbruck and You just it was wanted beautiful. to go to a really touristy kind of... Kinda, yeah, I was it was mm-hmm. very kind of resorty. Yeah. It was snowing and a lot of skiers because we went in at the end of winter. Got it. 
Got it. Okay. Well, I don't know where Innsbruck is, but I bet it's a little bit... I bet it's pretty close. I'll have to look. The, yeah. It, the um, the eastern part of the country of Austria borders countries like the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, and Slovenia. Mm. And most Gruner Feltliner is grown in a few regions. <laughs> you I don't know. Every time I, I don't say. know. I don't know. No, Gruner Feltliner is only grown, I'm just going to keep saying it, <laughs> in a few regions in this wine-growing region of Austria. So it's mm. it's not... I mean, it's grown in a lot of places, but the most famous and the most highest concentration is in these little areas. The most famous area is called Wachau. Wow. It looks like Wachau, but it's Wachau. Oh, good Wachau. for you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at least one of our wines today is from Wachau. Mm. And it's a, a little region. It's a small, small region in a little narrow area, a valley of the Danube. And it's sort of a transition. So this is why you might have been kind of close to this, too. It's sort of a transition area between the Alps and then the plains okay. that eventually lead into Hungary. Mm. And this is what I learned on the interwebs, okay? Nice. So there you go. Now, Wachau is considered to be the most prestigious wine. I said prestigious. Okay. It's supposed to be the most prestigious. The Gruner felt leaner. It got to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be the most prestigious wine-growing area in Austria. Hmm. But despite this really high status, Carmela, mm-hmm. Wachau only produces a little bit of wine. Only 3% of Austria's grapes are grown in Wachau. Okay, one thing I've got to mention is, I was going to say, I know you like to, and I feel like when you learn languages, you do have to change the way you hold your mouth when you say words. (laughs) I don't hold my mouth. Yeah, no, you're like kind of frowning or doing something weird with your mouth when you're going, (laughs) (laughs) wow. You got to. Tim, see, it's true. You got to do it. Yeah, like when you talk French and you have to kind of, (laughs) like with marbles in your mouth, right? right, So I'm noticing, just watching you, I'm just fascinated whenever a German (laughs) word comes out of your mouth. Well, wait for this. Oh. You God. ready? Okay, okay so give it to me. In, in, in this area, Wachau, <laughs> not only do they, do they grow Grüne Feldliner, they also grow Chardonnay, Pinot Blanc, which is known as Weiss, Weissburgunder no. in German, yes. Wow. Pinot Gris, Sauvignon Blanc, and a grape called Zweigelt. See, you're doing something with your mouth to make. <laughs> I those. think I get extra serious. It just German seems like a very serious language. I don't know, but that's amazing. Okay. I wish you guys could see this. Okay, I know. Well, and Zweigelt is a wine that I want to try. I don't think I've ever tried Zweigelt, so that'll be on the list later. There are so many wines to try, Carmel. Yes, there, there are. are so many. WTF. Wines to try. WTF. That's right. Now, other well-known areas that grow Grunefeldliner in Austria <laughs> include <laughs> Kremstal and Kamptal. And oh. I'm pretending like I know anything about this. Okay. Like, I'm okay. just letting you out in listening land. Maybe you've been to Austria. Maybe you care. They're like, I'm just buddy, letting you know, you know about what? it. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but I'll just tell you, Wachau, sounds like a Kremstal and Kamptal, they're all like little neighbors of each other. Oh, yeah. oh so I bet it's beautiful. Very, I bet it's <laughs> actually really beautiful. Why are you laughing? It's beautiful. They're bet- friends. They're friends. <laughs> they're friends. So the areas are yeah. probably. Beautiful. But you kind of get the feeling maybe if they're friends that Wachau is kind of like a snooty friend. Yeah, kind of yeah, in charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. thinks, or thinks they're in charge. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now, Gruner Feltliner. Mm, also, that's a Gruner. Yeah, it also grows on slopes that are super steep. And I was reading about this, like they don't have a ton of soil in them, which is really interesting. And super s- steep with not a lot of soil. Like yeah. what is it, clay? Yeah, or it's supposed to be very minerally and oh. yeah, like a like mountainy whatever. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so a lot of times Gruner Feltliner Feltliner is described as pure and very food friendly and very minerally and very acidic. Mm. So there you go. And we like it's acidic sounds bad, but it's actually a really no. good thing in wine, especially if you want to have it with food. And it's most often a still wine. 
which means okay, no bubbles. Right. But they do make a sparkling version. Oh, interesting. Are we doing a, a sparkling? No, we are not. No. Okay. We are not. I couldn't I'll find. Stop. I couldn't find a sparkling. Ah. I mean, it was hard enough to find sometimes a Gruner Feldina to begin uh, with. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Are you going to tell us where you got him? I will. That oh, oh, Carmel, oh. you act like I don't do this in every I know, episode. But I'm just I so do anxious. it in every episode. I'm, okay. 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 And then the wine, even in the still versions, the wine can vary between a, a pretty light wine to a medium bodied wine. Mm. And here's, I'm going to try some more pronunciation. Okay. So, in terms of styles, you can look for wines labeled Steinfeder or Federspiel. And those will no. be lighter and crisper. No. And then you can look for Smogged. Smogged. I don't know how to say it. Smogged. It's a richer, more full-bodied style. You're good. Thank you. You're Thank actually you. really good at it's this. It's getting better. Wait, yeah. the stories are going to get better. So this is a wine that's supposed to date back to the Roman times, and it's been for a while around, you know, it's been around for a while. It's indigenous to Austria, uh, but it's only since like the 50s that it became really popular in the country. Mm. And uh, and then I'll tell a little in story. In Austria? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it, it's become even more popular recently. So its reputation has been growing over the last like 20, 25 years. And in 2002, evidently there was a wine tasting organized by Jancis Robinson, who's a famous wine reviewer, and somebody named Tim Atkin, who's probably famous and I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're evidently two big wa- uh, names in the wine world and wine reviewing. And wow. Krune Feltliner from Austria, beat out several highly acclaimed Grand Cru's from Burgundy, which would be Chardonnay. Wow, wow, right? yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, <gasps> What a win, huh? So this is a wine you need to know, especially if you're a white wine lover. Yeah. I mean, if, I wonder if it's even that comparable to a Chardonnay. We're going to find out. Yeah. I think it's unoaked. No, un-oaked. it's usually yeah. not oaked. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a really interesting story. This is mm, only I tangentially related to Krune Feltliner. Okay. Here's the short version. In 1985. The, the year re- I was born. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. You wish. No. <laughs> I was born that year. Okay. The <laughs> reputation of, of Austrian wine took a massive hit. When it was discovered that several wineries in Austria were using a substance called diethylene glycol in their wine production to increase the sweetness in the body of the wine. Now, Carmela, do you know what diethylene glycol is? Something glycol must be sugar, right? Well, I'll tell you, it's a toxic chemical. Okay, great. And now you're going to put this in your body. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's been associated with mass poisonings. Awesome. and, And it's sometimes an ingredient used in antifreeze. No. Yeah. Were people dying from it or getting sick or what? Well, they could have. And it generally, like you said, generally you don't want to put toxic chemicals that are used in in antifreeze into your body, right? Oh, no. Uh, So it came to be known as the antifreeze scandal in Austria. Oh, my gosh. What a story. Yeah, and it wasn't super happy times for the Austrian wine industry. And so when it was discovered, they had to recall millions and millions of bottles of wine. A bunch of people went to jail. The Austrian wine industry collapsed. Did anybody get sick? Nobody got sick because they pulled most of it out before it actually was distributed to stores. Germany evidently did some wine. Did they was think they were going to get away with this? Well, they did. No, they oh did. I don't God. know. Are we going to so, trust thankfully, this? I, well, huh. <laughs> yeah, I think now. So thankfully, nobody got hurt. And thankfully, Austria learned its lesson really quickly. But it took about 10 years. It took about a decade mm. for like the wine industry to bounce back. And 
the only relation to this antifreeze scandal and Gruner Feltliner, because Gruner Feltliner is not a sweet wine, mm. so you wouldn't have added diethylene glycol to Gruner Feltliner. But what happened after this is that Austria, which focused a lot on sweet wines, pulled back and started focusing more on dry white wines like oh. Gruner Feltliner. So people wouldn't even suspect anymore. Ex- exactly. Right. So they were like convinced. That's right. And mm. so today we're alive to tell the story Thank because God. of that. Okay. Well, in 1985, we weren't allowed to drink yet anyway. And I wasn't doing any drinking back then. Oh, true. Yeah, never. Never. I don't don't want to talk about it. Okay. Because we're getting into my age. WTF. Yeah, WTF. Okay. (laughs) Should we talk about the Grunefeld? I said Grunefeld. Yeah, what? What? It's Grunefeld, you know, wines that we chose for this episode. Let's talk about them. And by the way, all this information is in our show notes. You just go to our website, thewinepairpodcast.com. The story is too. Story is there and a link to the story. So there's the, all wow. this information is in there. There's links to stories and articles. There's lots of fun stuff. There's pictures of me. No, there aren't. Oh. Uh, no, there aren't. With there the won't be a birthday hat on? Yeah, with a birthday hat on. And bloop, bloop. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Not your birthday so, suit, right? That's No. <laughs> Carmella. <laughs> I'm just curious. You are making this very hey, blue. I, a very blue. Blue? Yeah, blue. You know, they use that. You don't know. This is one of those terms. that Blue is often used as a term for like. Dirty, dirty, dirty stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Okay. Now, we'll talk about it later That's after the another, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we got some wine. Okay. So now, as usual, all the wines that we have chosen for this episode they're under twenty dollars, and in fact, all of them are under Carmela fifteen dollars. Wow. And we know that all of these wines are relatively easy to find because you asked this earlier. We got them all on wine.com. wine.com. That's right. Now we are not sponsored or anything by wine.com. It's just a we we, choose we like it. to buy online. Well, also, we choose it because we know it's available in a lot of places. So one of the things we want to talk about is like, oh, you right. can find, you can easily find these wines. And so th- that's at least a place that we know you can, most of you can get wines and get them delivered to you. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we have bought Grüne Feltliner in grocery stores. There's a widely available Grüne Feltliner that we had. It's in a one liter bottle. So mm. it's kind of a bigger bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's called Lens Moser. And we bought that in a grocery store, and, and we liked it. In fact, we did it in episode 29. It was in wine, Wines for mm-hmm. Grilling season, and you rated it an 8. Wow. Yeah, and I grunner. rated it a 7. I'll give it a little, grrr, like a little Italian. You gave it a grunner. Oh, that's right. That's wrong. That's okay. wrong. One more note about Grüne Feltliner before we talk about these specific wines, and I butcher all of their names. The tasting panel, whoever they are. I've got a link. I don't know who they are. Oh, okay. They say this. People need to pay attention to these wonderful and reasonably priced Austrian wines. Wow. Well, I'd say two things. One, wonderful. Okay, that's up our alley. And reasonably priced. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. Perfect for, for the sold. podcast. For there sold. you go. All right, here we go. So the first wine we're going to review is called Eichenberg Premium Grüne Feldliner. Oh, that is good, Joe. Thank you, thank you. You have done well. Eichenberg. Um, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but I, I like saying it that way. Mm-hmm. The wine is uh, it's made in an area I'm just convinced. north of Vienna in a small area called Eichen. <laughs> maybe it's a little town called Eichenberg. Okay. And the winery says they make very fruity and elegant wines. Oh. Fruity and elegant, I don't think I would put together, but hey, hmm. you know what? We'll That's see. Right. We'll see. Yep. They use sustainable farming. And uh, it's supposed to be relatively advanced in in terms of technology and equipment that they use. Mm. And this wine got a 90 rating from Wilfred Wilfred Wong. I can almost say that. And he also gave this wine a 91 for the 2020 vintage. So uh, I couldn't find a ton of other information about this wine, but they do have premium in the name. So it's got to be great. I mean, come on. Not everybody gets premium. That's true. 
Okay, so the next wine we're going to try is called Domain Wachau Federspiel Trassengrüne Veltlina. Oh okay. And this one has a lot of ratings from professional raters over time. The most recent was the tasting panel. Those folks, again, they gave it a mm. 94. Wow. But over the last four years, the wine has been rated between 89 and 94. So a lot okay. of really good yeah. ratings. And it's reasonably priced. And the wine, the winemaker says you should serve this well chilled. So refrigerator cold should be perfect. And we still got them in the fridge. So these are gonna be nice and cold when we drink them. So I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. And the winemaker is also kind of like bragging a little bit, it sounded like on wine.com where they said they, they kind of talk like they're the big dogs in the Wachau region, mm -hmm. right? And and theirs evidently is the only winery in Wachau with wines from all of the most prestigious sites in the region. Wow. How big is the region? I don't know. Kind of sounds a little braggy. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. They're okay. trying to sell. They're yeah. salespeople. Yeah. And you know what? It better knock our socks off. It better. Mm -hmm. Now, the last wine is called Pratsch Organic <laughs> Gruner Feltliner. And as expected, this wine is made from 100% certified organic Gruner Feltliner grapes. Nice. And the Pratsch Winery have been organic since 1995. And that's a oh long time. Oh, my goodness. That's that was early, time. I yeah, feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I agree. And on the wine.com website, they have a description from the winemaker. And they talk a lot, not just about how... Uh, they do organic wine production, but also low intervention farming and production, which means mm. they kind of like to not, don't mess with the soil, don't right. mess with the ground, don't put a lot of stuff in there, just let it grow. Mm. So I can't tell exactly where this wine is from, but it's evidently from an area in like lower Southern Austria in the wine grown region, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I hope that helps. If you know Austria, let us know. Perfect. Okay. So all in all, Carmelo, we're going to be trying wines from the most prestigious area of Austria and Wachau. And a couple of others, a little bit north of that and south of that. And we'll see what we think. We'll be a good cross-section. I love it. All right. So I think we get to drinking. What do you say? I think we get to drinking. Honey. Let's do it. Woo! We're going to take a pause and we're going to fill our first glass. Okay, we are back and we are ready to try our first wine. I will describe it while you smell it, Carmela. This is the Eichenberg Premium Grüne Feldliner. It's from Austria. The producer is Eichenberg. And it's probably from Eichen, Austria. Uh, the year is 2021. The price was $11.99. The retailer was wine.com. This is 13% alcohol, which, you know, is, again, a decent, mm -hmm. um, decent amount for a, uh, white a white wine. For this, a Gruner. That's right. 100% Gruner Feltliner. And Wilfred Wong, as I mentioned, gave it a 90. Hmm. Okay. What are you smelling? Well, mm -hmm. it's pretty subtle, but mm -hmm. I think I'm getting some citrus on it more mm. so than apple. I'm getting apple. You're getting more apple? I'm getting a little citrus. I'm getting some of that, um, like, stone and almost a little bit mm. of that. You know, sometimes with Riesling, you get a little bit of gasoline. Right. I was getting that, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit of, of that gate. kerosene smell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hmm. It's sweet. It smells sweet. I also kind of think it's a little bit uh, tangy smelling, too. Like, I could say, like, a little bit of lime or... Uh, I wonder if I'm getting also a little bit maybe a peach, too. A little bit of stone mm -hmm, fruit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's try it. Okay. Let's see what we think. Ooh. Oh, I got that spicy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's flavorful. It's I didn't really flavorful. That. Mm -mm. It's more flavorful. The the oh. smell is it's different than it's the smell. It's very different. It's different it's rich. than a yeah, I was saying, it doesn't remind me of a Pinot Gris. No. At all. It's different. It's yeah. like a spicy, you know what it tastes like? Like a mm. spicy peach or something. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? No. Like almost like a um a peach pie. Like there's a little bit of 
Ooh. Like you said, a little bit of spice on it. Yeah, or a spicy cider. Ooh. Like a spicy cider. Yes. But like a pear cider Almost or something. like, um, but, and also like something that has, a, what do you call, unfiltered. Like it mm, tastes a little mm-hmm. unfiltered, like, like a, a little concentrated. Yeah. Like an unfiltered apple cider kind yes, of thing? Yes, yeah. With a little bit now of cinnamon the a- in it? the apple. I can taste the apple. Yeah, a little bit of cinnamon mm. too, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Mm. I like it. It's different. I'll tell you, like it's it's a, I think sometimes a white wine, especially when you talk about like a crisp acidic white wine, mm. you think of it as kind of thin. It doesn't taste no, thin. This has, actually, what did it say about the body again? Well, from light to medium body. Mm, I'd say this is pretty, this is medium body to me for a white wine. I think so. I mean, at least it's got that, like, it's got some mouthfeel to it. Yes. You know, like, you it's got some depth to it. just enjoy this glass of wine, yeah. too. Like, this on its own. It's a nice wine. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It just sort of goes down nicely, but it has some flavor and body to it. Yeah, it's different. It's not, to me, it's not a, um, it's nice and cold, but to me, it's not quite a summer sipper. It's a little, got a little bit more oomph to it mm-hmm. than that. I feel like it's a, like, I'm not saying it's not a summer wine. I'm just, it's not like, I'm not sure if you're sitting by the pool and you're just sunning like yourself. you're going to choose to have yeah, this. Yeah, because this is not like, it's not like a real light Refreshing. Pinot Gris or yeah, something like no, that. No, I don't a, think it can be compared to Pinot Gris. No, it's a heavier oh. wine, but it's delicious. It's really it's good. It's really like nice. It. What would you eat with well, it? I would eat with it. I would eat, I would eat, uh, you know, I always talk about this with white wines, but especially with this, like a spicy foods, Asian yes. foods, I think it'd hold up to that. Yeah. Uh, fried foods would be okay. Um, I think you'd have to be careful with fish. Because yes. I think it could overpower it. And, and any, like a, I think it would be nice with cheeses, like nice, yes, like a I'm brie or something. What would same. you have? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I could even imagine having like a white sauce with it, mm. you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a pasta with a white sauce or even like a, you know, it kind of reminds me of a fall wine. I was too. thinking Did, that too. And I know we had it when we were grilling yeah. with that episode, but I feel like this could be something you would do like a squash, like ravioli. Mm, I was thinking or, that. Really? Yes. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. think that that would taste really or nice. Or a mushroom ravioli. Oh, that would be really mm-hmm. good. I think yes. it would be good. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's nice. Really nice. Should we, uh, anything else or should we rate it? Mm, I think we can rate it. Okay. Mm. So a little reminder for those of you out there in listening land on our rating scale. We rate on a scale of one to 10. It's whole numbers. Mm. It's not six and a half or 6.3. You got to do a whole number. Wow. And if you rate it seven, if we rate it seven or above, that means we'd buy it. So seven and above is a really good rating. Mm -hmm. A four or below means we're probably going to be like, Pour it down the sink. We're going to look for something else for sure. And a five there or six. There goes the <laughs> Exactly. And a five or six means we're, we'll drink it. We'll finish it. But we might look for something else. Okay. And we're probably not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what rating would you give this vino carmelito? So I'm going to Remember, give this a- is the premium. This is the premium, and it's a pretty bottle, and it is a screw cap. Well, you know what? I'm going to give it a seven, but I may, I may, because I definitely would buy it. I definitely, I would, if I saw this on a menu, I would order a glass of this. Would you? A Gruner Feldliner? I would, and especially depending on what I was going to be having that night for dinner. This reminds me of like, sometimes we do this with Suave, but you know, like you Uh, order a wine and people are like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to like that. You know, I don't, I don't know. And then they taste it and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, everybody like really does love a Suave. Yeah, but when you order it, they're like, "Uh." oh God, I don't know about ordering this. A Gruner Feltliner? <laughs> yeah, like I... Oh, oh, I totally would. I mean, like, no, no, I'm saying, but like for a group, oh, like I, I think we should. I'm just saying it would be a different... 
I think this is a wine, if you have a, a white wine, even a red wine lover, but if you have a wine lover in your life, they want to kind of expand the horizons, like this is a great wine. It would be a great, a great one. one. I just yeah. wonder what people, again, like you said, sometimes with the Suave, people kind of look at you sideways, like yeah, you but just then bought they taste a bottle it. for the whole table. And well, like, I do that because I'm rude and I think I know everything, but but yeah. they end up liking it. Well, right, right. Yeah. And then they're like, shall I get another one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I like this wine. I, I, yeah. I'm giving it a set. I can't remember gonna, if I said it. I'm no, giving you didn't it, say. I'm giving it a seven okay, as well. I like it. Like you, I reserve the right to change my rating if I want to. You like me, you said? And I like you. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. And let's try our next wine. All right. Okay, we are back and we are ready to try our next wine. This is the Domaine Wachau Federspiel Terrassen Grüne Feldliner. Now, Carmela, I don't know if you remember this, but earlier on I said there's a certain styles mm. that, that indicate, you know, like names that indicate certain styles, and Federspiel is one of them. Oh. And it's a lighter, more acidic style of wine. So okay. here we go. Okay. Now, this is, and it's kind of a pretty bottle, don't yeah, you think? I love it. You said it was, looked a little bit like a Riesling. A Riesling I, bottle. I agree. It's yeah. very sleek and kind of elegant. And yeah. Pretty. Yeah, there you go. And so this is from Austria, from Wachau, which again is the, you know, most prestigious region for Grünefeldliner. Yeah. The producer is Domain Wachau. It's a 2020. It was $14.99 okay. at wine.com. So, you know, hugely expensive. Only 12% alcohol. The grapes, 100% Grünefeldliner, as far as we know. And the tasting panel, again, gave this a 94. And wow. what I know, it's a lot. It's a high rating. Yeah, what are you smelling? Um... It's sweet again. It mm-hmm. smells sweet. It smells similar to that first one, I think. But Yeah, I don't think it has as much of like a gassy kind of smell yeah, on it. Yeah, it's a little sweeter. A little, you know. I'm getting that apple like and citrusy, but again, Not a stone spicy, fruit. Maybe? Not as spicy. I'm getting some of that stone fruit okay, again. Okay, some of the peach again, you think? Okay. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't feel like it has that kerosene smell. It's a little bit... It's um, lighter. Yeah, it, it's definitely lighter, a little more subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was kind of subtle too, but I think this one's yeah, just lighter. Yeah, mm. let's let's try it. And see what we think. Ooh, mm. it's got it has that same kind of interesting kind of spiciness right. yeah. to it. But and it's also like very flavorful. It's it not is. a I, they say light. I don't think it's terribly light. No, but I think that's the flavor profile, the taste profile, more than like. The body of the wine mm-hmm. itself, it's just, it has an interesting mouthfeel and flavor to it's it. It's got flavor. Like, it's definitely, I wouldn't say they're overly acidic either. Uh, I think they're acidic. But do you think they're sure. like a Pinot Grigio or a, what are some other really? No. Uh, no, it's, no, it's, but it's pretty acidic. It's also got this really, like, it almost has a bitter, a bitterness on it. Like, a, maybe even more, almost like if it has citrus, it's like the bitterness of a citrus, but also has like minerality, like a little bit like licking a stone. Yeah. Now that I've tasting, it's like it kind of is changing a bit too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm getting stone fruit. I'm getting like that peach or apricot or something in there. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? Are you getting sweet, that at all? Yeah, the sweetness of it, a I think. Sweet, is, like a canned, right. a canned stone that syrupy, fruit of some sort. Yeah. Almost like a syrup. but With a little spice in it, a little cinnamon in it. Ooh. Because this has baking spices. We had a spicy wine the other day. Remember? Mm-hmm. What was it that we, that we had? I can't remember now. Last week where it was different spices. It was like pepper spice like a black pepper yeah this is more cinnamony spice yeah more baking spices that's mm-hmm. why it reminds me of kind of a fall white wine mm-hmm. it's funny that they want them really chilled too mm-hmm. which i do like yeah are you crying i'm crying no something in my <laughs> eye <laughs> anyway, are you okay what would you eat? what would you pair with this wine 
well, I think a lot of the same things okay. that we said before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this would be a really nice pizza bianco. We yes. might have to have a pizza bianco tonight. Ooh, that sounds. Del- I think it'd be good with wine. a pizza. Bianco. Yeah, I do too. I, I I don't think you could do a red uh, sauce like a red pizza no. sauce at all. No, I think it would really be off. That's where the acid. Now That's think about that. True. The acidity, you'd with go, oh, too much acidity. Mm-mm, Even yeah. though you weren't really thinking acidity, that's where you go, wow, that's not going to work. Right, right. I mean, I do think like anything bready would be really good mm-hmm, with this, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like a calzone, like a what? Caesar salad, maybe. Oh gosh, that would be good with big croutons. Mm-hmm. Yes, that would be Crutons. really. What about a cinnamon roll? <laughs> Ooh, I, it's hard not to like a lot of things with a cinnamon roll, but I could do that. I, I could don't do know it. why. Should we try it? This is kind Should of a brunch. Tonight? Should we do it tonight? You want a cinnamon roll tonight? Yeah, let's do it. We got to make it's cinnamon my rolls. Why can't I have a cinnamon roll? Oh my roll? god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I have a cake for you. <laughs> oh, can we have this with cake? Yeah, why not? Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Let's try it with cake. Okay. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I keep kind of going back and forth. Like it's sort of a fall wine, but I could also see this for like a brunch. Oh, a brunch! Like Did a brunch. brunch. A brunch. <laughs> no, a nice brunchy wine. Okay. You know. Okay. Like with like hash browns. Is that weird? Or anything no, like scallop potato y would be really good with this. I, I could do it. Cheesy Actually, potatoes. So we were saying fish, but I think with like shellfish, I think this would That's be really good. Shellfish yeah, it's so good. shellfish of me, but like clams would be good, shrimp would be good, Ooh, shrimp. scallop, shrimp. I think it'd be really good, don't you think? Yes, I mm. do. I really uh, do. Uh spaghetti oh. con vongole. I was just gonna say mm. linguini. Vongole, mm-hmm. which are clams. Clams. Yeah, yeah. I think that would, like, even like the steamed mussels and clams. This is a, this, sorry. Christmas Eve are mm-hmm. really delicious. Yeah, right? and this Thanksgiving wine, like, this is a really good wine. This is a great food you wine. You could do turkey with this. Totally. This is a great food wine. Yeah. Really good food wine. Okay, well, what are you going to rate this Gruner Ferdiner? Wow. <laughs> when you say it like that. I'm going to get a, well, you know what? I'm teeter-tottering between a seven and an eight. Well, I think I like does. this one a little touch better than the other one. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Um, but my rating and your rating don't have to be the same. Okay. Well, I'm going to. Even though we are a pair, a wine pair. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a seven. Oh, I almost gave it an eight. I'm you are really, rude. I'm, no. re, I'm teeter-tottering. I could give it an eight. We might come back to it. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. You know why? You know why I'm giving it an eight? Why? Well, it's smoother than the first wine. And it's so food friendly. Yes. Like this is a wine to me, I could see like a nerd nerding out, like serving it at a dinner and being like, get ready for your pants to fall off. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. The birthday means. suit. No. It's about the... Like, I'm are you trying knock to get your into pants your birthday off. suit? Oh, oh, oh. I think you're like finding Too an much grune. <laughs> I might get a felt leaner. Okay. What? Hey, I don't know. WGF, buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay, where is this... What's the building on the label, do you think? The, is it I, Castle? It's probably Domain Vacau. Oh, right. Domain Vacau. Okay. Let's take a break. Enough of this. Now we're getting like totally random. Okay. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we're going to taste our last one. Okay. We are back and we are ready to try our last wine. And I will just say, you're going to have to look at our pictures on Instagram. But We have a riddle. For we you. have a riddle for you. No. Uh, what happened? I've never, this has never happened before. It makes me a little nervous, but I was going to unscrew the screw cap. And instead of unscrewing the screw cap, the whole like unit, I don't know what you call it. The, the screw, top. the top the didn't, top. yeah, the, the screw cap part didn't come off of the the part below it. It just kind of all came up. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, but it's a weird sign. Okay. This is the Prash. 
organic grüne Ferdliner. It's very light. It's very it's like, light. It's funny. It looks really light in the glass, like cream. Mm-hmm. Not You're right. cream, but you know, not like yeah. like milk cream, but like a yeah, like a little tan. Yeah, but it's so light. Super light. Mm. Can I finish? <laughs> hey, well, it's from it's from Austria. What are you pay me? I don't know. Mm. The producer is Prach. This is a 2021. This was $13.99. We got it at wine.com. It's 12.5% alcohol. It is Gruner Feldliner. And as far as I know, it doesn't have any professional ratings. But Carmela, what are you smelling with this mm. Gruner? Gruner. I am smelling, ooh, it's even it's lighter. It's, yeah, it's even lighter smelling. And it's even more. This I one has almost a Riesling. This one almost has a Riesling smell without, without the, you know, gasoline smell. Mm hmm. I think it's got some spice. It's got a little bit of peach or apricot, like stone fruit and apple. Apple. I'm getting apple. I'm getting a little bit of pear. Mm-hmm. It has that little pear. bit of sweetness of a pear, mm-hmm. um, even like a stewed pear. Mm. Stewed pear. Yeah, I don't know. Like something that's cooked down. Like, a, like, like maybe, a baked pear? Yeah. Maybe like a baked. How about this? A baked pear pastry. Would you buy that? Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to fi- picture that. That sounds sounds delicious. Wow. But like a ripe pear. Yeah. You know, not like a tart like a tart green hmm. pear. I don't know, I agree with that. Really? I mean, think there's it's some tartness hard. on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's ding, let's try wow. it. Okay. Oh. This one almost has effervescence. It doesn't. It almost looks a little effervescent. Don't you think there's almost like a little it's super light. It's light. It's a little citrusy, I would say. For sure. No, it's definitely citrusy, but when I drank it, the first thing I thought was like, is it bubbly? Yeah, it's a little effervescent. It's a little celebration-like. It's different than the... It doesn't have that spiciness. Mm-mm. It's like the tiniest, tiniest little bit, but super subtle. It does have kind of a grapefruity taste on it. And it's not... I mean, it doesn't have a... It's almost like a um, juice, too. Mmm, juice. You it know, almost like a Capri Sun, very mm-hmm. light, juicy. not a, mm-hmm. not juicy, mm-hmm. juicy. No, it doesn't have like, um, it's not hot or like alcoholy. Mm-hmm. I know it's not super hyper. It's twelve and a half percent. You said, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's juice. got, it's got, it's got a uh, bitterness on the end. It's like stone mineral something mm-hmm. on the end of it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's nice. Yeah, no, it's nice, but it's lighter, and I would say it's more of a like, this is more of a summer sipper. Yes. This is this is less like the first two right. were more like you were saying like fall a little bit more sophisticated. This is more like a summer sip. Yeah, like you're outside. Very casual. Yeah. yeah, you're outside. It's hot out. You're having a little light. Yeah, you're with some friends. You just want to down some wine. Like this is a good wine for that. Down some wine. No, I'm serious. Hey, let's down some wine, guys. No, it's like you know I hate to say it too because I'm almost feeling like gosh I don't want to rate it as highly, but it's nice wine. It's just a different wine. Yeah, it's hard to compare. It's mm-hmm. interesting how I wonder how differently it was made or what was different about the grapes or i don't know but it almost you know what it's funny that you say that it's almost more grapey tasting mm-hmm. it almost has a grape little bit like a like a sparkling grape juice kind of taste to it almost it does. yeah yeah it's very good though i like it it's yeah. just different than the other ones i agree what um what would you eat with it well i think you could have a lot of things i think the thing is is it's so light mm-hmm that it's not you gonna fish with yeah it would, it's not it's gonna be easy to um, it's not going to be like the balancer. It's not going to be something like, oh, like this really pairs well so much. I don't think. I think it's more like it's, it's just. It's a sipper. Yeah. It's just an easy, it's an easy to drink, easy to pair with. I keep I keep feeling like there's some effervescence to it, even though there yeah. isn't. It's so, I think it's like super brightly acidic. 
It's super aesthetic. Yes, it is. It's, it's nice. It's it's nice. What were you going to say? What do you think you would have with it? That well, would be different I, than like what we've been talking about. Well, that's why I don't think I would put cream sauces with it. I, I don't, don't think so. Yeah. I think it's more of a like a light food kind of wine. It's a appetizer kind of wine. I don't think it's a meal wine unless you have a really light meal. It's just a different. It's really interesting. It's just a different wine. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's also vegan. It's oh, vegan. Oh, it says vegan oh, on it. interesting. Well, and I, I almost feel like, you know, this is something you could have like with nuts or fruit yeah, yeah, or something at the end, you know, like. This is a happy hour wine. Yeah. It's it a happy hour is wine. something. And but I think it's a summer happy hour. Like you're outside at a restaurant. And you're, yeah. You could do like potato chips. Nachos. Yeah. Without without salsa. You wouldn't want to do salsa. I don't think you want to have any salsa. Yeah, even with, a little even sour with cream this wine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, oh. Guacamole. Oh, a little guacamole. Mm. Be good with guacamole. I wonder if they drink eat a lot of guacamole in Austria. But they call it guacamole. No, I don't think <laughs> that wasn't even. I don't, I don't think so. I'm cutting that one. What out. was that? Yeah. That was dumb. Jeez. It's a grüne guacamole. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> what rating are you going to give this one? You know, I'm going to go seven across the board wow. right now, but I think I'm going to do... You're undifferentiated. Yeah, I mean, although I, I could bump... I think I'm going to bump up number two to an eight. Nice. Okay, I think I'm going to do that and keep this as a seven, but I find it just very different than yeah. the other two. Okay, I'm giving this one a six. Okay. And, and I feel bad because I like it, and I would drink it, and I would finish it. I don't think I'd buy it. I think... Maybe in an extreme case, like, hey, I want to, I want a really light wine to like give to people, but I don't think anybody's going to drink this and go, ooh, what's that? I think they'd like it. And, and I'm, I'm being a little bit extra hey, harsh. I guess so. But, but, and so I'm not, I'm, and if you like this wine, I'm not like great. Like I would drink it. I would definitely drink other, it. Okay, first of all, they're all pretty darn consistent. Like that's the nice thing is that you, it doesn't oh, there's seem no like bad you're going to go There was no, no bad wine yeah. in a bunch. No. And the other thing is, is this reminds me what makes it kind of different from the other ones. It's kind of like a wine spritzer. Mm-hmm. It almost feels yes. a little watered down yes. or something. That's a good. Right? Ooh, this would be a wine you could put ice, ice in. cubes in. Yeah. Like if you have an aunt like we do who likes a little bit of ice in her wine, this is a good this one. This would for be it. a good one. Yeah. This would keep suit- it nice and cold. Mm-hmm. Summer sipper, you're out sitting on a lawn chair. I like yes. it. I like it. Nice. Okay. Which of these wines so you're seven, I'm a six on this one. Which of these wines are you finishing tonight? Well, we might be arm wrestling for the second one, which I will Say not it. Say it. I don't even remember. Domain Vakau. Vakau. You didn't really give me much of a chance. Try it. Domain Vakau. Nice. Okay. And then what's your overall impression of Grüne Feltliner? Has I it made it so... into the pantheon of our white wine choices? I think it should be I think in it there. should, too. Absolutely. And I'm going to be looking for this at restaurants. Like, I just am Looking kinda, for it. Like... Linda? Keeping my eye out no, for I'm, it. No, I'm, I'm fully with you, girlfriend. Because I think it's a really good choice. And I think it could be one of those crowd pleasers. I, I think so, too. And what about it comparing it to a Chardonnay? Um, It's different. No, hey, no, wasn't a that Chardonnay. the second one? That's what I was trying to remember. The second one was like it outvoted or was outrated. It outrated the Chardonnays. It did. I would say like a maybe like an oaky because it's got that spiciness. It could you know it could be compared a little bit to an oaky Chardonnay, but like a non-oaked Chardonnay has a different flavor. It's more yeah, like a Sauvignon Blanc. I like agree. it has a different flavor profile yeah, on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's speaking of flavor profiles, Carmela. Mm-hmm, okay. Let's talk about the flavor profiles or the taste profiles expected from a Grüne Feltliner. This is what Wine Folly says: yellow apple, pear, asparagus, white pepper, and flint. And then some of uh, some of things, yeah, like stone, you know, oh, stone. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. 
Okay, so Eichenberg, Wilfred Wong said aromas and flavors of dried earth and ripe apple. And the winery, winery says it shows peppery aromas supported by delicious apricot, lemon, and apple flavors. Mm, hmm. okay, there you go. Okay. Mineral note under the fruit-driven body. Uh, for the Domaine Vacao, the tasting panel said a classic balanced and stylish wine. A bright mineral nose that joins citrus on the fresh and crisp palate. The winery says offers distinctive aromas of green apple, white pepper, hints of mango, and delicate mango. and delicate herbal notes. Oh, and then nice. this Fiederspiel is a classic example of Gruner Feldliner. With its medium body, crisp acidity, juicy fruits, and white spice. I agree with that. Mm. Medium body. I think it, you were yeah. right. Medium yeah. body. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the prash. The winery says, on the nose, the wine is fruit forward with a touch of apple, peach, and apricot. Oh, wow. With Good slight job. spice. Fresh mm-hmm. and tangy, fine spices, white pepper, and round body. This one had the least round body. I think so, too. Yeah. In fact, I, I it has a little bit of roundness to it, but I found it thin. Like I did th- a thinner, at least yeah. relative to the other and two. Exactly. In comparison, yeah. much thinner. Yeah. Well, this was uh, super fun. So fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. Gruner Feltliner. You must put it on your wine list, mm-hmm. my friends, especially mm-hmm. if you are white wine drankers. Mm-hmm. That's right. I agree. That's right. And so, and then we just want to say again, thank you so very much for listening to us and supporting us. And if you haven't done so yet, we would really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast. And also, please leave us a nice rating and review on our website or on Apple Podcasts or other podcast service. And again, these are free ways to support us so we can grow listening listeners and we appreciate it so much and we'd love to hear from you too so you can reach out to us on our, at our website thewinepairpodcast.com you can email us at joe at thewinepairpodcast.com and you can follow us on instagram and counter social and on fountain and we just love to hear from you mm. don't we love to hear from people? we'd love to. we love it we love we'd it love it happy birthday joe thank you thank you just we, wanted to say yeah one more time yeah t- tell tell me happy birthday if you yeah, want I don't that know. gets you to uh, you know yeah, well, uh, maybe next year on the same day. You're right. But I you won't remember. be on my birthday. Well, just remember, remember this. When I, when we release this episode, it'll be just a few days after my birthday. That's right. That's right. Happy okay. birthday. Thank you. And so, thank you, and thank you, and thank you very much, all of you out there in listening land, and we'll see you next time. And as we like to say, life is short, so stop drinking shitty wine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy birthday to me. Happy I thought it was dumb. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Always think too much, always drink too much, always pray too much, always pray.